0: 5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, we are back again today with some some new talk about the resurrection. Um, There's certain things that I always like to point out um, during the resurrection stories and things that uh, the people maybe are unaware of, and, you know, and, and the resurrection becomes central to the Christian faith, and there seems to be uh, this divergent view on, uh, well, you can hold the resurrection to be metaphorical and and still, you know, be... Christian. And it's, and it's it it's it it kind of um dumbfounds me a little bit because I don't understand it. I mean especially when we get to you know Paul and he's writing about the resurrection and and he says if Jesus wasn't didn't rise from the dead then we should be pitied. We should be a pitied people, not a people who are you know, really trying to follow Jesus, and so what I always like to do then is to be able to think about what is the what is the the evidence? Why why is it that that followers of Jesus believe that the resurrection ap- actually happened? And so you know, parts of it and pieces. I'll just go through you know a couple of things um, today. I'll just gonna talk about one, and one is that you get followers of Jesus who have continued to write about such things. And one in particular is Paul or Saul, if you find him in the book of Acts, uh, is his name. Um, But then he switches it to Paul later on. And so Paul is writing 1 Corinthians about 20 years after Jesus's death. So we're not talking about you know, multiple lifetimes or generations later, many of the ancient books um, that were, uh, you know, being written about and are, you know, all were written two, three, five, you know, a thousand years after, you know, said events. And we're not looking at that in in the Bible. We're looking at, you know, twenty years is is Paul's writing, and, and if you look at First Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 15, you'll see uh, the resurrection of Christ. Right, And I'm going to read this for you. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is good news that saves you, if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the Scriptures said. He was buried. He was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scriptures said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. And after that, he was seen by more than 500 of his own followers. At what time? Most of whom are still alive, though some have died then he was seen by james and later by all the apostles last of all as though i had been born at the wrong time i also saw him for i am the least of all the apostles in fact i'm never even i'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way i persecuted god's church but whatever i am now is all because god poured out his special favor on me and not without results for I have worked harder than any of the other apostles. Yet it was not I, but God working through me by his grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach. For we all preach the same message you have already believed. And so here is that message of resurrection. And Paul is not talking metaphorically. He's not saying Jesus metaphorically came back and showed himself to 500 of his followers. It's not Jesus spent three days in the grave and metaphorically popped up. Now, we see that what the biggest kind of hurdle is, is that dead people don't come back to life. And that's a hard concept for for us as as human beings because we're looking at it and saying, I I've never seen anybody come back to, to life after they were dead, and so therefore, if I haven't seen it, that means it's not possible. Or you get you know someone who's uh, scientifically minded or whatever, uh, you know, an actual scientist or doctor, and you are like, they've never seen anybody come back from the dead, and so therefore. It's not possible. And yet that's what brings this to a place of supernatural power. Is that it's beyond what we know can happen. And Jesus coming back from the dead is going beyond what we've ever imagined things that could happen. And this is important for us to be able to point out. Because if we're thinking that God can only do what we can imagine, then it's going to be a really limited perspective of God. And this is the good news about God, is that God is beyond our imagination. God knows things and sees things that we are not a part of. We don't know any of it. And God is already there. And so this is a really good point of... As Paul's writing here, he's saying the whole bunch of people saw him. Um, The disciples ate with him. So it wasn't like Jesus was just a ghostly figure. Like he sat and and ate breakfast, you know, fish. He cooked the fish. Uh, He ate the fish. You know, ghosts don't do that. And so Jesus is there. People see him. People have touched him. And so it's not just some metaphorical resurrection but Paul is stating this testimony about 20 years after um, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And to me, it's, a, it, it's good. It's a some evidence. And here's the thing. We're not using this evidence to be able to convince others. We're using this as a, um, a continued. Now, I believe apologetics are mainly for followers of Jesus. It's not us trying to figure out how to argue somebody into the kingdom. It's us trying to be able to say, I want to reinforce this faith of mine that God has given to me as a gift. And it's a great opportunity to go through these apologetics, these defense of the faith so that it strengthens me. So we're going to keep chipping away at this. And uh, there's just one piece and we'll get to more later on this week. So, All right, everybody. Have a great day. Take care.